Okay, so boom. Appreciate y'all checking out the Nettercat YouTube channel. This is Jay Dizzle. Make sure you also check out liberationmindedmedia.net. <clears throat> what I'm doing right now is a reboot of the stream I just finished. We're going to go into the rapper Meek Mill and his interview on CNN. We're also going to go into the importance of black media and controlling our own narrative. But first, what we're going to do is we're going to break down this video. We're going to break down this video pretty much question for question. Um, this is not an attack on Meek Mill. This is just so people could understand why they're doing what they're doing. And as I've spoke about before, why they continue to take our voices off the air, why they continue to um, try to control our own narrative, to control our narrative and to use our narrative against us. As you could probably tell already, the writing's been on the wall because when you look at some of these social media sites, anytime we speak unapologetically or we speak to our issues, they take us off. They block us, they attack us. The same way that they did to Mark Lamont Hale the other day when they fired him from CNN for saying what he said, which wasn't even inflammatory. However, they still took his voice off after making him denounce Farcom, but I don't want to get it. I don't want to jump the gun on this. What I want to do is I want to go ahead and play this, and uh, let's get it. Hopefully, y'all can hear it better this time. Meek Mill joins me now. Meek, all I wanted was a new Mercedes. Hold on. Let, let, let's go ahead and, and let, let's stop it right there, real quick. This is the tone that they're setting. You, you have to you have to be able to peep game. because the tone that they're setting. The first thing they say to him. Now, I'm assuming that that's a Meek Mill lyric in one of his songs I, I don't know i'm not that familiar with meek mill's music but that's what i'm gonna assume that that was a reference to so he's gonna start out by coining a phrase out of all the things he may have said on his songs what he's gonna hit meek mill with to basically loosen him up and soften him up is all i wanted was a mercedes-benz so that's pretty much setting the tone to try to see or to try to implant the idea that hey all you really want is money material items get off of this social media the social justice tip all you want is this so that way when they hit them with that bag later to shut them up you know what i'm saying they have a justified reason and they've already tried to soft them up for that so that, that was just interesting that that's how they started it off but let's, let's go ahead and continue so so the words in that video for the new york times i i, I want to break them down you talk yeah. about how there's there's no coincidence when you compare the plantation and the prison this was the plan since abolition. I think we can reach general agreement among people of all different political persuasions today that the criminal justice system needs to be reformed. But what's the basis for saying that today it's all part of a plan to keep people subjugated? Uh, just going far back as parole and probation, like a lot of people who go back in and out of prison are being stuck by a parole system or a prohibition system where not even committing crime puts you back in prison. And uh, I learned from personal, personal experience, I actually spent time with men that had 28 months in prison for a hundred dollar bail. They wasn't even found guilty for their crimes and a hundred dollars kept them in prison. And we had the taxpayers, even myself had to pay money to keep guys like this in prison. And it was for like a petty crime. So it, sense to me even being on probation i've been on probation since i was 19 years old i'm 30 i'm 31 years old growing up and i always thought that this was normal 
and I didn't value myself the way that I value myself now. And as I look back at it, just seeing people work in prison for eight cents an hour, not really be able to pay their dues and pay their debts back to society. They was paying their debts back to the system and, and money was being made. I know, but in the video, you are part of the plan that it's all about subjugation of African-Americans. And, and I'm not understanding where's the evidence for that, that we have enough unfair system I, it's all in design i'm not seeing all right so let, let's let's just go ahead before he before meek even answers this let's just go ahead and break that down so so what this guy is willing to admit is that there's a broken system what he doesn't want to admit is that the system was designed a conspiracy conspiracy basically means people plotting on the same agenda that's pretty much in a nutshell what a conspiracy is like when they hit brothers with conspiracy to sell dope what they're saying is even if they didn't catch them doing so that they planned on doing so that they had a actual plan to do so so if you're gonna say that the system the justice system is broken but you're gonna try to um disconnect the racial inequality element or the the fact that it's an actual designed program then what you're really doing is 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 you're saying that the justice system isn't really even broke and that there's no uh, disparity in social justice because you can't have institutions like slavery that has lasted for centuries if there's not a big grand scheme you can't have a prison system right off of the back of the plantation system systems these are systems that means someone had to plan these things and execute these things so by definition these are grand schemes now unfortunately the way Me meek mill is going to answer this question is not likable to me because i don't really feel that he's um schooled enough to articulate or maybe he's nervous or maybe there's some fear of what can happen to him financially um for answering this question but i, I think that over time he may develop these skills but let's go ahead and listen to the answer. My the, my vision of it is I see that uh, some of these statutes and laws are basically tar targeted towards a certain group of people where uh, we are like trapped inside of a system that's extremely hard for us to get out and, and control. I don't know who made it. I don't know who responsible it became uh, many years before me. I was born into the system, into this lifestyle. And, I don't feel like uh, anybody is addressing it to try to help fix things. Make sure y'all like, share, comment if you wish, subscribe. Uh, it's going on today and it's keeping many young black men caught up in the system without even committing crime. Are you able, are you able to square that with the fact that with whom you've had so many run-ins recently is an American? Yeah. I, I ain't even blaming on like Caucasian, African American. I think it's actually a mindset of actually self hate. I don't think it's really a, a, a thing of a certain color, but it's designed to keep people like myself and the culture I come from. You could be white and come from where I come from. All right, let's do it like this. So let, let's address what was just said, because this is a this is a common trick that even the liberal media will play um, when they're interviewing someone about a, a topic as serious as this. Um, just like when we speak of the, the 
uh, police brutality and police killing our people, one thing that they love to do is they love to throw the black on black crime which really shouldn't even be a term that we actually accept because they never use white on white crime or Asian on Asian crime and crime rates um, interracially are the same, meaning that white people kill themselves at about the same rate, black people kill themselves at about the same rate, Latinos or Asians kill themselves, but you don't hear those coined terms. And they love to bring these terms out when we're speaking about the injustice against us, or they, they, they have other um, buzz phrases that they use. So what they're doing right here is they're using the fact that the judge who sentenced Meek Mill. Now we already spoke. He, he we've already determined, and even the interview or the interviewer here has already determined that there is a problem in the in the criminal justice system. So since that's already been identified, the fact that he's going to use the fact that the judge was black to try to neutralize Meek Mill's message is is obviously a ploy to pit one against the other or to try to justify the social justice system or the injustice against our people as, hey, well, there's black police, there's black judges that are doing these things as if if they purposely didn't do these things to appease the system, that that would be acceptable. Or as if it's not the system itself, it's just these individual black people who are doing you wrong. And it's really the black judge's fault, Meek Mill, it's not the system. So it's kind of like a play on things. So, and then his response was kind of weak. Now he's backpedaling from it being also a racial issue and that anybody can get it like that. But we know that you're more likely to get more, that you will get more time for doing the same crime if you're black versus being white. We know that the police are in our communities policing us in a military fashion, but they're not doing this in the suburbs. So these are the kind of things that, that we have to be aware of. Um, especially if someone's going to be speaking to media, you have to understand the tricks that they use and how they're successful in using them. Been the same design. Do you do you see President Trump as an ally in the cause for criminal justice reform? Uh, I'm not a politician, but I feel like anything that uh, a president does to fix uh, laws and statutes that don't make any sense and are unfair to American people is the right thing to do for anybody to do. All right, so check you this out. Hold up real quick. Now, now keep in mind that CNN is, you have to understand the trick behind this. Keep in mind that CNN has gone against Donald Trump pretty hard and they really amplified their going against Donald Trump after those mail bombs were sent to their building from supposedly one of his supporters. But now what they're trying to do is not only determine his political um, uh, allegiance or his political education, but now they're pitting, um, they're, they're trying to say that Donald Trump is doing good things for the system. Therefore, you know, it's not a racial thing and things of that nature. So, you know, it, it's just interesting that they did that. Because now what they're trying to do is determine or identify where his political allegiance lies. He was very wise to say he's not really into politics. But let's just understand that it's not about Republican or Democrat. If you are African-American, if you identify as a black person or so-called black person, we really should not be so gung-ho on either party, but rather um, policies and laws and things that are in our best interest. So if it's Donald Trump that ends what the Clintons put in years ago with the, the disparities between crack and cocaine, then we should support that. 
And, and that's just how we have to start rolling with what is in our best interest, not based on a political party until we have our own political party. I mean, this has been a rare issue where he has sought to do something bipartisan in nature. Surely you're you're familiar with it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too familiar with everything uh, Donald Trump do because I don't really keep up with politics. I see when they say he uh, passed bills. I what was the last bill he passed? You know, I don't know exactly the last bill he passed, but uh, I think it was involved in the crack and uh, cocaine bill where you know you get probably five times more jail time for having crack than you having cocaine and crack is of course an urban com urban community uh drug of choice and cocaine is more like a, a suburban or i would say i call it two americas where uh you have one america where it's almost like the white america and a black america and crack cocaine is a black america choice of drug and cocaine is a white i america. ask you I ask about politics and, and I ask about President Trump in particular because, as you well know, Jay-Z goes after Kanye on your new album over the whole Make America Great Again business. Yeah, and I don't think he really goes after uh, Kanye. I think he actually just says, like, uh, don't let them separate us like they did Michael Jackson and Prince, basically. Uh, Kanye came out of nowhere and just... And that was like kind of against everything we represent. I don't know what he represents, but uh, coming up in the hip hop community, we came up fighting and fighting for our rights for a long time. And uh, with that red hat represent don't really represent what we've been fighting for our whole lives. Let's pause it right there. I like the response Meek Mill gave right there. Now, like I said, we have to be able to identify these tricks and these traps. So understand that what he attempted to do, the interviewer attempted to do here, what the interviewer wished to do or attempted to do here was to pit um, Kanye versus Jay-Z, pit Meek Mill versus Jay-Z. So, um, you know, he's trying to exploit that because keep in mind that the more they can keep us at each other's neck and at each other's throat, the less we understand and the less we're focused on the real actual threat. So if if you've heard that song, um, what's free? Then you heard, you know, Jay Z. He said some things, blah blah blah, and it was misinterpreted as a, to a lot of people as him attacking Jay Z. However, if you really look at the lyrics closely, you'll see that uh, what he was really saying is, "Don't let them separate us like they did two other megastars, Prince and Michael Jackson." So, so I, I like how Meek Mill answered this um, because he's not going to fall for the okie doke in that regards. So this is why, why I keep saying the control of our narrative is so important. We have to be able to control our own narrative, not just allow these major networks. That, that's why it's a good thing when Donald Trump is calling this fake news, even though he's only doing it for his own specific agenda. Overall, it's a good thing because people are now starting to trust independent media more, which is a lot more accurate, which isn't as sponsored by corporations as these network channels are. So this is why um they're making a deliberate effort to take off certain individuals from the mainstream media like they did Lam mark lamont hill like they did roland martin like they do others 
This is why they continue to attack us on social media like Facebooks and YouTubes and make it so we can't monetize or they'll take they'll give us strikes or take down certain videos or they'll put you in what's called Facebook jail. This is why we have to start validating our own media, our own social media as well. Like melanatedpeople.net, like Black Junction TV. And that way we can speak unapologetically and we can have our own narrative and control of our own narrative and we can reach our own people. When CNN does a broadcast, they're reaching pretty much all of our people in the country. So we should be able to counter that by reaching our own people with our own voice and our own message and our own uh, motivation, our own mobilization and organization for our own issues. Did you talk to Jay-Z about those words? You you know that today this is a big trending subject, so I have to ask you, did you talk to Jay-Z about what he was thinking, why he wanted that? No, I didn't talk to him about it. I just was like, yo, I had dreams of my whole life of having a Jay-Z verse, being able to rap uh, with Jay-Z, who I view as the greatest of all time. So, you know, whatever he did, I just was going to accept it, and that's what he gave me. That's what he delivered to me, and I, I was happy with that. You, you were... You were just happy to have him on the on the album, regardless of, of what it is he wanted to rap about. Yeah, that was one of my idols. I looked up coming to in the rap business my whole life before I even was in the business. So that's what it was more about. How about the mindset? I, I have to play devil's advocate and, and ask yeah, Meek Mill of this. She does. You wrote that piece for the, the New York Times. And yeah. not only did I read what you wrote and watch the video, but I also read the comments that were appended to it. Yeah. Many of them were supportive, yeah. but many of them, Meek, said, hey, you're not the right guy to take on this fight. I can put one on the screen of, of just something that was typical. I'm not defending our criminal justice system at all, but let's look at the facts. It was more than just a wheelie. We don't know his juvenile record. He got probation, on and on and on, got convicted for selling drugs, possessing a firearm. Essentially, it makes the argument you didn't play by the rules. And right, if look. you had played by the rules... You, yeah, you're, I'm going to give you the chance, but if you hadn't played by the rules, you wouldn't have had issues with the system. Uh, I always dreamed, too, of being like on like CNN and being able to express myself and and, and speak for like Do the it. voiceless young men of, of America. Uh, the first step, I would say, I grew up in America in a ruthless neighborhood where we're not protected by police. Uh, we're not. Uh, we grew up with people selling hurt on our front steps. We grow up in ruthless environments. We grow up around murder. You see murder seven days a week. I think uh, if you grew up in my neighborhood, you see seven people die a week. I think you would probably carry a gun yourself. Would you? Uh, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. yeah. Neighbors and family members, uh, you seen uh, one of your best friends you grow up with get your brains blown out. I think you would uh, want to protect yourself. Second of all, my first juvenile arrest, uh, going to school, being suspended, I didn't want to tell my mother that I was suspended from school because my mom would have to take off from work. She was a single parent, and my, my father was in the graveyard. So, you know, I was afraid to tell my mom I was suspended. I went to school on a on a suspended day. That was my first arrest as a juvenile for being uh, in school. I guess the charge was trespassing. And at 18 years old, I was arrested by the narcotic the narcotic strike force which uh most of these guys were federally investigated uh most of these guys were found out to be liars they lied on the stand and was uh proven to be liars uh i was arrested for pointing a gun at 
a whole strike with a strike for us. A strike is when five or six cops come to do a bus. I was arrested for pointing a gun at two or three cops without any shots being fired. And then, and this is for a matter of like cameras and hand cameras. I want to ask you, do you really believe I pointed a gun at two or three cops without a single shot being fired? All right, let's pause it right there because dude ain't going to answer the question. Um, I would say check out his, his New York Post video that he did. Um, it, it was pretty dope. But but let's just go ahead and, and, and unpack some of this a little bit. So at first, first of all, as we noticed when, when the interviewer first started this particular question, he showed um, an unsupportive comment on social media about Meek Mill basically trying to disqualify his legitimacy to speak on such issues. Now, we should understand that they've also did this with Colin Kaepernick and they do this anytime someone speaks on issues. So they'll have a cat like this on because they know that he can't articulate the point and he's maybe not as educated politically to really articulate some of these things, but then they'll try to discredit them. So at the same time, they're taking away voices that they've already gave credit to. Now they're putting on people who that they could easily discredit. So they're implying that because uh, he's been in trouble legally, he shouldn't be able to speak on criminal justice reform when in actuality, he's more qualified than someone who just went to school because he actually lived it. Now notice what he said was his first two arrests. His first arrest was for going to school when he was suspended because he didn't want to tell his mother because she would have to take the day off and his father was dead and this and that. So his first arrest, his first initiation initiation into the criminal justice system was for going to school on a day he was suspended. The second one was when he was charged with pointing a gun at a police officer during a raid. So that's why I asked the question, How do you really believe that he could have pointed a gun and listen, we already know, we've seen men, women, and children get murdered without a weapon, okay? Some of us have been victims of some of these things ourselves. We know what damn well if he would have pointed a gun at multiple officers during a high intense situation like that in Philadelphia, he would have been murdered. And another thing I want you to notice that he said is that he wants to speak out for those who don't have a voice, I'm paraphrasing. See, it's the same thing that Colin Kaepernick said. But unfortunately, some of our own people discredited his voice because he's half white or because his mother's white or because his girlfriend is Arab or whatever. So it, it's interesting when people go against a Meek Mill or a um, Jason Williams or a, a Colin Kaepernick that we had no problem with them when they were on the plantation entertaining us. We had no problem when Colin Kaepernick was, was dabbing in the end zone on the football field. We had no problem with Meek Mill when he's dra dropping all them lyrics. We had no problem with Snoop Dogg when he was talking about bitches ain't shit. But as soon as some of these celebrities start speaking on our behalf, we have a problem with them and then we question their credibility. So that, that that's anti um, the movement by doing that because these major networks and these uh, politicians will use our stars in order to validate their message but we will try to take the validation off of their message. So we were happy when they're on the plantation when they speak. And, and I think part of it is we don't understand what our relevance to some of these celebrities speaking out. These celebrities are very social media savvy. That means they have YouTube channels, they have Facebooks, they have Twitters. They see the conversation that's going on in the conscious community.
They see the conversations going on with us on social media when we share certain things and we hashtag certain things and we make certain videos. They see these things. Not only do they see these things and get inspired and get the courage to speak out, but they also get a lot of information from these things. So we should actually be applauding ourselves when we see celebrities starting to speak out on certain issues. We should be applauding ourselves and we should be showing support. And we should be using the opportunity the same way these networks use it, the same way these politicians use it. We should be using that because now we know that there's a spotlight on issues that we've been speaking on and the spotlight that these celebrities can get to some of these issues dwarfs what we can do because they can reach millions, tens of millions, even hundreds of millions with one broadcast, with one interview. So because that's true and now that conversation is going on, that's where we take the reins. We don't expect a Meek Mill to lead the movement or a Colin Kaepernick to lead the movement. What they're doing is putting light on the situation. And those of us that's already organizing, now we have more leverage to speak and reach more of our people who are now in tune with what the message is we were already speaking about. Just like when the Kanye West was speaking to Donald Trump and he brought up prison reform, he brought up bringing back um, industries to the inner cities, he brought up um, reparations. He brought up freeing political prisoners, mostly Larry Hoover. He brought up the idea of land over brand. He brought up a lot of different things, uh, different kind of education. He brought up uh, mental health awareness. Now, these are things that we've already been speaking on. So when he said that, what we should have did is the same thing Fox News did. See, what Fox News did is they used his celebrity and they focus on the parts that help their agenda. So now they can justify that they're not racist. Now they can try to uh, use him to recruit more black Republicans. That's what they did. Meanwhile, what, what happened on the more liberal media is they discredited his message by saying he's crazy, by saying, hey, Larry Hoover, why would you want to free Larry Hoover? He's a gang member and all these kind of things. And we pretty much went in line with the liberal media rather than using the fact that he spoke on some things that now millions and tens of millions of people, of our people, heard this message, we should have now took that opportunity while that, while that was hot to address these issues and mobilize and increase and accelerate the organization that's already going on with these issues. So we kind of missed the alley-oop. So, as I close this up, I do have something I gotta do. But as I close this up, I'm, of course, I'm gonna ask y'all to like it. Make make sure you share. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you really um, try to soak up the information and understand why I'm making this video. Because as they continue to ruin the legacy of those who speak out on our behalf, as they continue to take voices off of the air that represent us so that they can replace them with people who are, who they can manipulate and use as they continue to flag us from different social medias well we have our own media new black independent media and independent media in general that is starting to emerge as the voice of the people we should accelerate these efforts especially for our own media we don't need a facebook we have a melanatedpeople.net i'm not saying to uh, close your Facebook account, I'm saying also just go to melanatedpeople.net and let's build up these other platforms like Black Junction TV, like Black Enough, like Our Time, like Black, uh, what's the other one? I any of them that you can find, basically. LiberationMindedMedia.net. 
You know, saying we should start validating our own media. We should start flooding our own social media so that we can have our numbers up on our side. And then they will see what they lost on their side. Because what they're going to slowly do, what they are slowly doing is they're taking our voices off. Anything unapologetic, anything that speaks to our issues, they'll take off. But they're not taking off all the porn spammers from Facebook. They're not taking off all the hyperbolic language from some of these alt-right people. They'll allow you to see people getting murdered. They'll allow that. They'll allow you to speak um, on proselytizing people into the homosexual agenda. But if you speak on our own issues, then it's a problem. You know, they made Mark Lamont Hill denounce Farrakhan and then fired him. The irony, they fired him for the same thing that he denounced Farrakhan for. And he knew when he denounced Farrakhan that Farrakhan is not anti-Semitic. Yet, at the same time, there was a senator that was running in Mississippi for the, for the U.S. Senate, I believe, against a brother. And this, this woman, Cindy Hyde Smith, made a remark that if her friend invited her to a public lynching, she would be there in the front row. But who denounced her for that? Huh? No one denounced her for that. She didn't lose her right to run for a, a powerful position in politics over that. But her brother had to be dismissed from his job on CNN just for saying that Palestinians deserve to be treated like humans. And keep in mind, another reason why we have to control our narrative is, is listen, look, when you look at a Michael Jackson, a Bill Cosby, even now a Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tupac, Mike Tyson, Farrakhan, all, or uh, we'll leave Farrakhan out. But a, a, as they do, what they try to do is diminish these people's legacies. So before they die, they want to tarnish your legacy in some kind of way. And all that money that you made, they try to take it back from you anyway. So when you switch game to uh, be more um, supportive or, or you choose your alliance with them, not only are they going to get rid of you at one point, your legacy is going to be tarnished if you ever try to do anything good for the people. And if they can have it their way, you're going to end up broke before you go. You won't even be able to pass that, that, that money on, that wealth on to next generations. That's if they're the ones that gave you the money. So when you look at a Master P, when you look at a Jay-Z, you're looking at people who made it themselves for the most part, or at least switched up to go independent somewhere along the way. So that's why they could speak how they want. That's why they can pass their wealth down. So it may be harder to accumulate that wealth. It may take a little bit longer. However, it'll be yours when you do it because the only legacy that you're really gonna have is gonna be your family. It's gonna be the, your words. It's gonna be the memory that how people remember you. So you have to understand that when they attack our legends, when they make these kind of moves, when they attack our legends, when they tarnish those who we look up to, they're not just attacking them. So you shouldn't be looking at it emotionally as if, well, I don't like that person anyway. What you should be understanding is that it's an attack on all of us. Anyway, check out liberationmindedmedia.net, uh, Black Eye Stand Radio. Uh, this is Jay Dizzle Nettercat. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share, help get the message out. Let's help curb these algorithms that's against anything that's unapologetically for us. I'm out. Peace.